Welcome to the Diversity on the Hill podcast with Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Curcio. Here are the ground rules for our conversation. Respect one another. Openness. No assumptions allowed. Mistakes are welcome. And let's grow together. Enjoy the conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Diversity on a Hill Pat podcast. Podcast, what's wrong with me? <laughs> You're thinking pot Thai. That's yeah. What it is. <laughs> you know, I actually was thinking about Thai food. Oh, well, see, <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking about it. It's that commercial. Thai that food's you see good though. You like when, Thai food? Oh, dude, I love Thai food. Yeah, yeah, I like I'm it. Pretty consistent though in what I order when I eat out. What do you eat? Pad Thai. Pad Thai. Yeah. yeah. I don't like pad Thai. The first time I had Pad Thai was in Chattanooga, okay. downtown. My girlfriend at the time, who's my wife at this time. Sweet. Now, yeah. Ooh, it worked out. Awesome. <laughs> we went to a, a Thai restaurant. I mm-hmm. think she had been in Thailand as a student missionary. Yeah. And so she she we went there and we had some and I got the Pad Thai because it was one of the popular things. You know, it seems like everyone eats Pad Thai. <laughs> I don't know and about everyone, but... A lot of people eat it. It's one of the more popular dishes. It is. It's it, it's the it's the fried rice of Thai food. I don't know. I don't. Anyways, I eat it and it was it was terrible. It tasted like peanut butter to me. Oh, must have had a lot of peanuts. It had a lot of peanuts and it had the peanut sauce on yeah, top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it yeah. was just drenched in the peanut sauce. And I don't like. We've talked about this before, and we'll probably talk about it again in the future sometime. But sweet and salty don't mix with me. And it was a Swedish. <laughs> sweet kind of thing and it was on noodles and it was like peanut butter on noodles and i was just like this is no i and and i didn't think i liked that was my only experience at that till that point with thai food and i didn't think i liked it oh okay but then you found the curries no then i moved to thailand oh you got and even before i moved before i even moved to thailand there was there was a couple of restaurants we would go to in in california when we lived there yeah and I found some dishes that were amazing. And so I started to really like uh, Thai food. Well, And living there really just solidified it. Okay, but so what do you order when you eat Thai food? It probably depends on the restaurant I go to. Depends okay. on the which one. I like tofu, garlic tofu if they make it right. Oh, I mean, if yeah. you make garlic tofu right, it's it's amazing. I haven't found one that makes it right around in this area. There was one in California and and in Thailand, oh man, it was delicious. And I, anyways, I like I like garlic tofu. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How about you? What do you get? I mean, you get the pad thai. You, yeah. Do you get anything else? Do you? Yeah, I get chicken pad thai, and I get it medium hot. Okay. But do you get the curries at all? No. Do you like the curries? Yeah, I've had I've had curries before, okay. but I uh, tend to stick to the pad thai. All right. Well, I don't really want to be a commercial for people, but there is a wonderful restaurant in the Collegedale Chattanooga area called yep. Thai Isan. I love it. Thai Isan, I've eaten there once. What did you get? The Pad Thai? I did. And it's no good there. It is not. I was because it's very thoroughly t- disappointed. It's very tamarindy <laughs> there. Uh, it was just kind of sticky. No, it, it's tamarindy. It's less peanutty and more tamarindy. Oh, okay. And I don't know if that's from a different part of Thailand, but they don't make good Pad Thai there. Yeah, they sure don't. Now, Thai chili... Mm-hmm. Which is also in Udawa, that's in Udawa, yeah. Right, it is 
great. It's okay. Their pad thai is great. Oh, their pad thai is great. I, yeah. I don't. I. I'm not a big fan of them overall. To me, Thai San is the most authentic we've been to, except for the noodle dishes. Actually. Oh. But their curries mm -hmm. take me straight back to Thailand. Really? Yeah. In their iced coffee, my wife says it tastes just like it taste, tasted there because they make it a little bit different. Okay. Okay. So, I like I like Thai tea. That's something tea. I really like. Yeah. yeah. But so I'll go to Thai San and I'll have a curry instead of pot Get thai the yellow time. curry mm -hmm. and add cashews. All right. Delicious. All right. I get it every time now. And my kids love the fried rice there. Really? Oh, man. They, they can eat that by the bucket full. Really? Like yeah. you can eat your arroz con gandules from your mom. Yeah. They, they can eat that by they, the bucket full too. That you don't want to share. Yeah. <laughs> I will share if you come with me. <laughs> oh, no. I'm just It just won't you. make it in the car ride. Yeah, yeah, How many yeah. times do we have to go over this, man? <laughs> You're so sensitive, man. Sorry. Next time I'll share. <laughs> That's all right. That's PJ right there. Uh, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, PJ, and this is PK here. PK. And uh, we're glad that uh, you have decided to listen to us here at Diversity on the Hill. And um, we want to... Also hear from you. We do. What do you order when you go to a Thai restaurant? Mm, Let us know at diversityonahill at gmail.com. Diversity with a C, just like you see in our name. Just like you see in our name. I like that. That is correct. And you can also reach us on Instagram. At diversity on a hill as well. Look there up that. You'll find us there. There it is. There it is. So, PJ. Yeah. How do you feel about the Super Bowl? Ooh. Okay, I, I typically like to watch the Super Bowl. Okay. It's typically my team's not in there, like, almost never <laughs> since the 70s. So, well, right, they, but, they were there in the 80s. But you're the only undefeated team ever, so. Thank you. Thank you very you, much. You at least have that. And here's my thing about the Super Bowl this year, and for many years, because a certain team has made it there a lot with a certain quarterback. <laughs> and I don't like this about me. Okay. I'm, I'm about to share something that I don't like about me that I need to work on as a human being. That's all right. We all have things as, to work on. As a Christian human being, especially. I'm a Miami Dolphins fan, and I cannot stand the New England Patriots. Okay. I can't stand them, not only because they're successful, but they're smug. Many of their fans are smug <laughs> and entitled. And I have really close friends that are fans. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, whatever. I'm a New England Patriots fan. They're just... It, I just, I can't, I, I, I look at Bill Belichick's face and I can't stand it. Mm -hmm. There's just a smugness to it that okay. just, it just bugs me. And, yeah. and when they are in the playoffs and when they are in the Super Bowl, and I know they're not in the Super Bowl, but there's another person that used to be on their team called Tom them. Brady. And Rob Gronkowski. And Rob Gronkowski, yes. Um, they're in it. And so when these, when they're in it and the Patriots are in it, I cheer out of more wanting someone to fail than someone wanting to win. I see. And I don't like that about me. Oh, no. You know, I am a Giants fan, mm -hmm. lifelong, and um, I don't care for the Patriots either. But you got something you can hold over them. Yes, twice. Yeah. And once when they were undefeated. Ooh, thank <laughs> so, you. So my point is, I don't really care. But I think that this is like, I was talking to my brother and um, he's, well, I, I shared before that my whole family pretty much is a New England fan, right? Mm, fans, they're mm -hmm, New England fans. Mm -hmm. And you wore a New England something on you. And yeah, I wore the uh, uh, Julian Nettleman jersey. Oh, yeah. my but stars, dude. Come it's on, just for, for the sake of family. But the point is, <laughs> shaking his head over here, I wish you could see him. If the family really loved you, they would not give that 
jersey to you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, so <laughs> my thinking is I don't I don't really care for Tom. Um, I don't hate Tom. I believe he is the GOAT, the current GOAT. But I believe that this this Super Bowl, I got to give props where props are due, you know. Um, but I believe he's going against the future GOAT in Pat Mahomes. Now, I do like Patrick Mahomes. I like him. I'd like to see him win for two reasons. I do like him. He seems to be a nice, nice guy mm-hmm. and holds himself pretty well. And I don't like Tom Brady's face. So those are the two reasons I am cheering for them. And... And I, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be the guy that cheers to have someone fail. I don't want to be that guy. I hear you. But the Patriots have done this to me. Somebody has to lose, though. Yes, and I hope it's them. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> there you Speaking go. of the Super Bowl, here's something interesting about the Super Bowl this year is that there are, and this kind of goes with some of the stuff we've been talking about, and I want to get your perspective on this. There are a lot of companies not putting out commercials this year some big companies that yes. traditionally put big commercials like pepsi is one of them yes budweiser is one of them yep. which f- is fine we don't support them anyway so get out though they do have some funny commercials yep, yep. um and i think another one's they're, they're, but some of the big major corporations are not putting out ads this year yeah do you know why they're doing that i do not remember why i kind of do Go ahead. So they're a little apprehensive this year with all that's gone on with COVID and with the racial tensions. They're worried they're going to offend people. With their commercials? Yeah. So they're worried that either their commercials are going to be too light and people are going to be like, how can you have this light commercial during these terrible times? Uh, uh, uh. This was an article I was reading that was touching on this and that some of them are also nervous that if they make them too serious, people are going to be like, really, this is so heavy. We don't need commercials to be this heavy. So they're afraid that no matter what they do, they're going to offend someone. In other words, no matter what they say, right, they're going to be offensive. What do you think about that? Well, that is pretty neat that they are. Really? I think it's terrible. Into account. No, 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 no. It's no. terrible. But, but I, I believe that. In my opinion, mm-hmm. I think it's more the money. Yeah, they're afraid that they're going to offend someone and someone's going to stop buying their stuff. This is kind of this like freedom of speech stuff we've been talking about lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like they're they're afraid to talk. So let me ask you this: Has their freedom been taken away because they're almost kind of being controlled? Yes, but <sighs> give me like give me a break. Super Bowl commercials traditionally have been funny. Yes, yes. Lighthearted. Yes. Are you telling me that they can't be that way because stuff's happening around us? They can. But exactly. here's my point. But here's my point. Here's my point. All right. It's approximately five and a half million dollars for 30 seconds. Okay. Of ads. Yeah. Okay. They have to be looking at their bottom line. Yeah, How but- have they been impacted due to COVID? Like are sales down? Like, I, d- I doubt Like, it. again, here, 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 here's some of the companies here. It's Budweiser, Coke, Pepsi, Hyundai are some of the, the power players that are like, they just want to, don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And at least those are five of them. And the idea is, yeah, I get it. They want to be sensitive to what's happening right now in society. And they probably don't want to offend anybody and maybe have even greater losses mm-hmm. later on uh, because of whatever they do or, you know, say. But still, it's $5.5 million, $5.5 million approximately for a 30-second ad. And then I think you pay for it every time it airs. You do, yeah. Yeah. So you're talking about spending millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And you and I both know 
that hasn't viewership gone down in the NFL? No, the NFL's actually been up this year. I thought okay, I thought basketball was up, but no, basketball's down. Okay, and football is and up. And football is up. Okay, all right. Well, there you go. Thanks for helping me out with that. Yeah. So, I don't know. My point is still, you're talking about millions and millions of dollars. Sure. But they've done this every year. It's not like these companies are struggling. There are actually smaller companies that are taking their spot because the Super Bowl is watched so much. It's probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest, watched sporting event. I think maybe the only other one is the World Cup that's watched more than, mm-hmm. than the Super Bowl. Yep. But so many people eyes on it that five million is worth it to them because they get so much advertising. Yeah, well, they still sold out. I mean, CBS reported that despite you know the the defections of some of these mm-hmm. bigger companies, they still sold out all of their Super Bowl ads. So in the end, they still got their money. And and you know what? Good for the ones who stepped in and and are now going to get some some eyes on their company. Right. Right. So. I mean, some of the companies here, I'm seeing some of the things they said, well, they want to put resources in the right place. See what I'm saying? Money's money's No, 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 no. You know what that is? What that's, is it? That's called spinning. It's called, <laughs> listen, we're going to say we're going to put them in these nice other places when in reality, they're scared. Well, I mean, think about this too. Like if this goes through, and I guess we're jumping into serious real quick, but- mm-hmm. If this goes through, this bill where we're going to raise minimum wage, you know, to $15 oh, an hour. Oh, we need to talk about that. Okay. Yeah. If that were to happen, mm-hmm. some of these companies are going to feel it in their bottom line. I know. So the poor CEO, instead of making $20 million one year, <laughs> is going to make $15 million. I feel so sorry for him. I, it's not I mean, about, I'm really sad. It's not about feeling sorry I'm for I'm really them sad about like that. that poor guy <laughs> who's now going to only be able to afford one yacht instead of two. <laughs> Oh man! So, so here's here's what I'm getting at. Here's what I'm getting at. What I'm getting at <laughs> is these people are paying attention to their expenditures. I don't think that's what they're doing. You just think they're just trying to stay away from the from the heated or or not heated, but the sensitive. I think landscape. That is, yes, I think that's the underlying reason because that will affect their bottom line even more. If people it's stop, a, it's still if, a bottom line thing. I still think it's a money thing. Right. But they don't want to offend people. One of the quotes here, there's a little bit of let's tread carefully in this environment kind of idea to skipping the Super Bowl this year. Okay, that's that's fair. I mean, they can definitely take that approach. Sure, but that's kind of, I don't know. Don't tell, you you mean to tell me that you're actually going to miss a commercial from Hyundai, Coca-Cola, Pepsi? If it's a good one. If it's funny. When was the last time? Okay, Budweiser has done pretty good. There have been many years that I watched the Super Bowl just for the commercials because yes. the Patriots are in it and I don't want to watch. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I have watched too and I and I want to tune in so I can watch the commercials. I'm with you. But when was the last time like like there there hasn't been besides Budweiser mm-hmm. doing one that was like catchy for me when they were doing the what's that? Oh, like that, one that was kind terrible. of stuff. That was funny to me. You know, I don't remember another one of those commercials, not even Hyundai, not Pepsi, not any well, Pepsi was doing some interesting ones when they were trying to well i find them entertaining at the time it's not like they're so much in the cultural context that i'm like i think about them all the time but at the time some of them were funny but there are a lot of people and i'm not i'm not the only my wife says i want to watch super i just want to see the commercials so there are so many people that turn into the super bowl just for the commercials now that's almost a cultural kind of touchstone in, in today's world sure and so for these people to be backing up because of the environment I mean, are you calling them soft? Is that what you're? Is no, that what you're saying? Like, like what? What? I, what is he, the? This is what I'm saying. I'm saying it's a shame 
that people have to feel that way, that they have to be, feel careful, so careful that they have they feel like they have to be so careful with their speech. And in my side of it is if you are not creative enough to be able to maneuver through this landscape, you're weak. So, I mean, it's not even about being creative, though. Think about it. We've talked about this. It's almost like no matter what, we're such a polarized country. Yes. That no matter what you say, you're going to offend someone. Yes, that's inevitable. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I hate the fact that they're being... I, I think there's a little bit of weakness in here, but also I might be afraid if I was putting this much money into it that I was going to offend someone because I might lose more money. I, I do think it's bottom line. So and that's what I, that's what I pointed yeah, out yeah. initially. It's about the money, but it's right? not about we're spending this much. Let's save money this year. It's more about let's not get in ourselves into hot water. Because someone's going to be upset at me because I put an American flag on there, or because I say wear a mask, or because we say this, or because we're being emotional or because we're being too funny it's like give me a break let people be people this is part of the conversation and and that's what i'm saying it's like we've we've this shows to me more of where we stand today as a society that we are cutting off conversations we're cutting off people's ability to communicate because they feel afraid that they're going to offend someone and that it's going to hurt them in the long run that's what i'm saying is weak okay and I'm saying if you can't just be creative mm -hmm. enough or you can still be careful and be creative and still get still promote your product. Like, do you really have to toe the line, in, in other words, of offending this side or that side, you know, in order for your commercial to be funny? I, if that's where you're limited. But it, it's not only that. It's like if it's too funny, they're saying people are going to get upset because how can you joke during a time like this? Well, how can you watch the Super Bowl during a time exactly. like this? Exactly. Like, you're watching a sporting event. But it happens. But you need joy in comedy, and this is what comedy does. Like, it, it tries to take the edge off of stuff. Like, especially for us who are who don't get drunk to forget about, you know, to take the edge of our challenges. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not trying to. If you do this, look. No, you shouldn't God take, bless get you. drunk you should, to take the edge yeah, off. You I need said, help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my point is, God bless you. You need to, you know, work on that. <laughs> bless your heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good southern. South. Yeah, yeah. But my point is, you have to be able <laughs> to, to have some comedy to take the edge off, man. Yeah, but even comedy. Let's get into this. Even comedy today. Comedy in the 80s and the 90s is so different than the comedy now. Agreed. Even the comedy like 10 years ago. Yes. You have to be so careful. Yes. You almost have to like not care what people are going to say about you because you, I mean, they used to joke a lot about race 10, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. Now you can't touch it with a 10 foot pole. But I'm saying there's so many more topics, but also comedians. I mean, look, Saturday Night Live does it all the time. They take what's really happening right now and they work with it. Sometimes they're funny and sometimes they're not. But uh, the point but some is, of it's not even comedy. Sometimes they just repeat the line that was said by the politician and it's real life. They're calling it comedy. Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're Sad. living in, in semi-comedic <laughs> times. So, so so this is what I'm saying. If you can't have that creativity, mm -hmm. I mean, then you just, you, you shouldn't be there. Because that is that is one of those times where you can get extremely just out of the box. Okay. I, I, I partially like Doritos, agree with that. Doritos does some interesting commercials, yeah, man. I partially agree with you. I partially agree with you. But I also I also think that it's a shame that society has gotten to a place that we can't have people share something without being offended and thinking it's some kind of statement they're making. Right. And I mean, I think it's ridiculous that you have to be 
walking on eggshells for a commercial during the Super Bowl. And and I agree. That's ridiculous. I, I also agree partially in the sense that, look, people, let's not be so sensitive. Give me a break. We, we have so much bigger things to be worried about. Yes. So. I mean, there have been some commercials that have caused a stir. In the past. In the past. Yeah. There was one with a Jenner that was kind of interesting. Yeah. There was a PETA one that was too oh. racy is the word. Oh, Peter's uh, so, commercials are always interesting. No, it wasn't Peter. Oh, yeah, it was Peter's. Yeah, I don't remember the details. Anyways. But the point is, they, they're out there. But look, it felt like we just went straight up on the hill on, <laughs> nah. on, this, on this whole Super Bowl thing. But, I mean, look, we're 20 minutes in <laughs> just talking about this. I didn't know we were going to get so inspired when it came so to this So inspired because of the commercials. Of the Super Bowl. Right, well, but anyway. But it kind of goes along with what we're talking about. You know, people are afraid to have conversations. People are afraid to say something because they're going to offend someone. Yeah. Like, what can you say these days? I'm just saying, let's not be so sensitive that we can't even have a conversation. Yeah. I mean, all right. So if somebody made a commercial that offended you, talk about it. Fine. But I don't know. We we, we just. Nicely. Not yeah, on the internet saying these people on. are terrible. And yeah, no. They're the second coming of the devil. It's That's not, not necessary. Yeah. But well, anyways. hey, we're going to take a quick break. And yeah. I'm going to share with you. This is kind of a half clickbait, half hill type of thing. And it has to do with some more people who have been videoed saying something interesting. Inappropriate? Oh, I would say so. All right. I would say so. Isn't that the kind of been the theme of the last few weeks? Is <laughs> people's being recorded saying something not so hot? Yep. So we'll be right back. And we're right back. Yes, we are. To us, it's really right back. It's like a few seconds, just to give you a, a, a scene behind the curtain. Yeah, you get a peek. So I shared this with Curcio. Usually I don't share too much with him beforehand, but I wanted him to listen to this. Uh, there is a story about a Hamilton police chief. Now, this is Hamilton, Georgia, not Hamilton, Tennessee. And Hamilton, Georgia is about an hour south Westish of Atlanta, Southwest, Southwestish. Really? Yeah, yeah. So is it kind of like Noonan area? Noonan, I don't like even... Noonan, Georgia. No, it's right above Columbus, Georgia. Oh, so just south of Lagrange. That's right. Yeah, used to just south of Lagrange. Oh, so this is in in, 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 your in our neck former, of your woods. former neck of the woods. Yeah. yeah. So you that wasn't Hamilton County though. What county was Lagrange? I don't know. We're, we'll get off topic here if we're not careful. All right. Hamilton police chief and patrolmen were asked to resign after they were recorded um, saying some things about enduring kind of some Black Lives Matter protests. Now, the story came out about, I think last week I saw the story, January 29. And it took this long to get out because I guess they have this camera on them on themselves the body cam yeah the body so this cam. is recorded yep. from the body cam and it would then it was downloaded at a, at a later time and then this video surfaced mm -hmm. and so it came to the mayor city council got a hold of this video and it's basically two officers talking one in, one is a police chief and he's an older uh, caucasian gentleman we don't see the patrolman yeah but we're assuming 
just from his voice and what they're talking about, that he mm-hmm. too is a Caucasian uh, a gentleman. Right. Uh, we're assuming maybe he's an Hispanic gentleman that has a country accent and saying some interesting things. Uh, so we want to make sure that we're we're fair to that. Um, but it gets them it gets them talking, and we watched the video of them talking. And in the video, basically, they're talking about uh, some of the protests that were happening during the Black Lives Matter big protests mm-hmm. uh, back back when I can't I don't know a date of when this was. But they're talking about it and uh, expressing some ideas. Oh, this was with this happened right after that the African-American fella who took the taser of the two officers in the Wendy's parking lot. Oh, that's right. And he, and he, yep. and he took it from them and fired upon them and then they shot him and right, died. And they killed so him, this yeah. was protest directly resulted from that. Cause it starts off with these two guys talking about that incident. Got it. And it starts off with them saying, well, Hey, you know, that's aggravated of assault. If he takes the, the taser, the taser, what if he shoots him in the eye? Mm-hmm. And then they start to say some interesting things like, well, they shot him and they killed him, but if we, what happens if they would have tased him? They would have said it was like killing, you know, 29, and then they use extremely inappropriate words. Yep. Um, you know, the big one. <laughs> they use the big one, and, right, and, right. and you know what we're talking about. The N one, yes. Yeah, and they use it several times uh, to talk about black people. Yeah, to refer to them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so it's, it's almost like, and it, came out quite naturally didn't it seem like it came out quite naturally oh yeah oh yeah they were just having a casual conversation mm-hmm. kind of like what we're doing a conversation about the protest and they didn't agree with some things and and i'll be honest at a couple points maybe they had a good point like hey he took the taser he shot it at the officer yeah that is aggravated assault yes so that is an assault upon the officers or the po- officer does have a right to retaliate retaliate yeah. obviously i'm not sure i agree with you know a few shots uh, to kill to kill the man i don't know what I, what i would have been like in that situation but neither here nor there they were talking about that and obviously they're officers so they're going to be on the officer's side yes for the most part mm-hmm. but it was kind of the words that they were using yeah and how they were expressing it see it seemed to me uh and this is a video that I'll be honest, I don't think we're going to share. Nope. Because if you want to find it, you can find it, but it's yes. very explicit. They do beep out the words, but I, I don't I don't feel comfortable sharing this on a Christian podcast. Yeah, it appears like um it's Hamilton is not a county. I think it's actually a city in Georgia. Okay. Because if it's south of LaGrange, LaGrange is in Troop County. Gotcha. And um so it was in Hamilton, Georgia. Okay um the actual town. yeah it does say hamilton georgia but um okay. anyhow the point is as as i watched the video i had multiple feelings running through me right yeah. and uh one of them like my conclusion was i'm glad they were fired like that's first of all and that's we're just talking about the beginning of the video because it goes on a little further and we're going to share the end part here in a little bit so as this is happening, I want to get your feelings on the first half first, not the second half. Yeah, first half, I was kind of like, I'm not surprised. Right. Like, and, it was just kind of like, okay, so here we go. And what's interesting is that he's being recorded by his own device. So it's right. not like, remember we talked about the police officer with the ring. Yes, yes, yes. It was more like the nurse who's recording herself. Right, 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 exactly. And so he's recording himself, probably not thinking because this is on him all the time. Mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. thinking, hey, at some point this is going to be downloaded. Or yeah. maybe he's thinking at some point it's going to be downloaded, but just downloaded by my friends, and we all think the same. 
I don't know what's going through his brain, but he's obviously recording it, mm-hmm. and he records the police chief, so we know exactly who's who said who, what, who and, he's talking to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess it's on his person, so they know exactly who it's coming exactly from. Exactly, coming from. Yeah, so right. we know the two two parties. But this goes. This, this is just another example to me, and I don't want to keep bringing this up. But this will probably be one of the last times that we kind of maybe touch on this subject of someone recording and doing something stupid. For now. Uh, I, I I just don't want to, I, I don't want to make it seem like we're looking for stories, but we do find stories that kind of relate to what's happening today. Yes. But to me, this is another one of those examples. Like when I talked about the ring incident is that people don't realize, I don't think people realize how much animosity and racism there still is in today's society that people don't express. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I've had conversations with friends. Well, yeah, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. This is the way he was raised. And But in today's society, it is so prevalent, the fact that we know this word is a word you shouldn't use. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, this word's on the kind of naughty list. No, it's a word that everyone knows. It shouldn't be in your vocabulary. At this point in time, it shouldn't be in your vocabulary. Yeah. As sensitive at the times that we're in right now. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a police officer not that far from Atlanta. I know it's an hour away, but it's not that far. Yeah. You know what my challenge is, though? And this is just, again, looking at it from another perspective. It's difficult for people who watch and listen to African-Americans interact with one another. Mm, I know. Because there is that inconsistency where they can use the words and they're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. At least majority of them. Yeah. There are there is a group that is saying we just need to stop it and mm-hmm. ban it altogether. It's like black on black crime, right? Like they say. But it's a challenge because if you're listening to to rap music or hip hop and that kind of stuff and they use the words, I, you know. I, I get you. And I, and then it's like I can say it, you can't. You know, I can use it, you can't. But you're right. It just, the word needs to be eradicated. Now, listen, I, I agree with that. I don't like the inconsistency. I, I believe either you take power from the word or, or you don't use it however <laughs> there's no way that this that this gentleman is a rap connoisseur no no or no, in the no, culture no, of no. that so no i'm not excusing but, i'm not excusing yeah, yeah i know their I know. their their language or what they said right all i'm saying is i also hear the arguments to present the other side of the coin where it's like people use the word and they're okay with it. So why can they use it and we can't? And I've heard arguments uh, as to why, you know, an African-American talking to another African-American, it's all right. Well, and, I want I actually want to explore that with an African-American on this podcast. That would be good. And I, I really want to explore that concept a little bit more. And I have someone in mind. So maybe we can have that conversation another time because we're going down a rabbit hole. But anyways. Yeah. Shouldn't have been using the word, but he's using that word, and he, they're basically speaking against the protest, and they have their thoughts on the protest. But then the video goes on. Yes, it does. And as the video goes on, they continue recording, and there's a little, like, lull as they're, I don't know, taking another call. Right, right, right. And they're saying, that's not in our county. But then it ends up with, and I don't know how it gets, I actually think they talk bad about Stacey Abrams a little bit. They did. And they mentioned her. Yeah, they mentioned her and, and say some unflattering things there as well. And but then it gets to the end of the video. And at the end of the video, the police chief goes, and I don't even know what the big deal is. I didn't own any slaves. Mm-hmm. 
Now, this is actually an argument that I've heard before. Mm -hmm. And to some degree, maybe valid. I mean, should we be held responsible for the sins of, if my grandfather was a thief, should I be considered a thief? Right. Okay, I kind of get his concept, but he keeps speaking. And sometimes you just need to stop talking, even if you're talking with <laughs> one of your friends who believes the same as you. Well. Um, but he keeps talking, and, and he says, "What? Well, that was like 200 years ago. Why, you know, what's the big deal? And then the other guy says, oh, I've done some research into my family, mm -hmm. and very few of mine were slave owners, but my wife... Oh, she had a big slave owner in her family. Yep. And then the police chief, once again, continues on there. And here's, uh, we're, I'm going to roughly paraphrase it and maybe not say all the words he said. <laughs> yeah, a lot of expletives. <laughs> a lot of expletives there. and inappropriate words. But he basically said, hey, well, this is my understanding of it. I know, I'm sure some of them were treated poorly. I'm sure that that happened. Mm -hmm. But the majority, and this is where he's probably getting his history wrong, but the majority were given a place to live that was furnished. They were given clothes on their back, and all they had to do was work. Yikes. Which I'm thinking, wow. Yeah, what I thought there was, I'm glad they got fired. fired. <laughs> but, and then it doesn't even end there, because then the patrolman says this statement, which, once again, were an inappropriate statement, but he basically says, yeah, and now we still give them those things, and they don't even have to work. Mm-hmm. Yep. And why I bring this, why I continue, why I brought this one up is because, well, these gentlemen were fired, but these are also police officers in their community. Mm -hmm. And you can see through that thinking, if I was an African-American, how comfortable would I be with these people serving and protecting my community? Yep. And that's what, that's where the true concern comes up, which is why I said it's a good thing they were fired. Yeah. And, and, and that's where... And that's where a lot of these concerns come in. And, and we've even talked, we've tried to give the benefit of the doubt many times saying, we mm -hmm. don't know if this was racially motivated. Mm -hmm. But we see here, this isn't even an implicit bias. This is a pure bias that these gentlemen have. Right. It's obvious the way that the words that they're using and kind of the, the arguments that they're making, they basically think slavery wasn't a big deal. Mm -hmm. And they're basically saying, hey, look at this. We give them what they do now and they don't even work for it. There's an obvious bias here that in the field seems like it would show. Now, there's some, there's, yeah, potentially. Now, there is some, some details that we don't have, right? That, for instance, it was after the chief got off the phone for whatever that call was where they were like, our county doesn't cover or our uh, precinct or whatever it is doesn't cover um, where they were being asked to help out, apparently. Yeah, apparently apparently there was a Black Lives Matter, reading the article, there was a Black Lives Matter protest going on nearby. Okay, so so his point was he was aggravated with these protesters. Yes. And, and I wonder, now this is just me prying into, you know, trying to pry into information that I don't have, but the idea is, what if this came from a uh, from a place of fear where he was afraid of what the outcome could be by going and having to patrol a a protest well and and I'll I'll agree with you to a certain degree I am positive there was a degree of fear but I believe that fear leads us 
to these kinds of thoughts of bias and prejudice and racism, fear of losing power, fear of losing control, fear of not having resources. And so we, we tend to take those fears and, and demonize other people yeah. because of it. So I don't have a job, so I'm going to blame the immigrant from Mexico for taking my job. And it's that's all based out of fear and based out of not being in control a lot of times. Right, there is that. But again, at the same time, he might have felt empowered because they they might have felt empowered because they were in an echo chamber. They were supporting each other and saying, yeah, 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 I agree. And and yeah. this and yeah, yeah, and I agree. And this is, again, why we encourage you to have conversations outside of your echo chamber, <laughs> you know, so that way you don't just keep feeding your ideals and you're able to have difficult conversations and be able to see from another perspective. Now, again, these protests normally go long. You know, they were talking about they didn't want to be tied up, you know, in case something happened in where their jurisdiction is. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, I, I get, and, and I'm not, that, and I'm not trying to, again, I'm not trying to defend what was said mm -hmm. and the spirit in which it was, it was shared is evident where they stood and what they believed. Like, and, and that's what I want to get into. Uh, to me, the motivation to, to exactly why they were saying the things at that moment weren't necessarily the important part. What I want to continue to, what I want people to continually think in their minds is we don't understand what it would be like to be an African-American in that community. Right. Right. We say, well, how do you know that that was racially motivated? How do you know this? Well, if this is your experience and this is what you're hearing about your culture on a fairly regular basis. Mm -hmm. And by the way, we don't even have all the stories and all the videos and all the things. We don't know all the times that people have been pulled over and called something. We don't know that. Right. But we say, but we say, well, was it really mostly racially motivated? Well, I'm of two, I'm of two thinking, of two thoughts here. Yeah. If I hear this over and over, I'm going to think, in, for my own life, every time I'm pulled over, I'm gonna, it's always gonna be in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Now I, I now I want to be the type of person, but it's a little easier for me because I haven't had this happen to me on a regular basis. Mm. You know, I've, I've had minor things happen to me. I want to be the type of person that doesn't take a past experience and put it on someone else, you know, just because. Yeah. Listen, this has happened to me before because I know. So a cop was mean to me now. I know the next cop's going to be mean to me. Right. I want to try to be careful not to be that person myself. Mm -mm -mm. But I also don't know what it's like to have this be a part of my life on a fairly regular basis. Yeah. And this is why I said in this particular case, someone would argue that their freedom of speech was being somewhat stripped, right? Because they should be able to say whatever they they want to say. But I'm saying I'm saying some people may may present that argument. I'm not in favor of that argument, just for the record, <laughs> because, again, I go back to this whole concept. You are wearing a badge. Mm. You represent uh you're supposed to represent service mm -hmm. and protection for the people that live under your jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. It is evident that you would rather not have to bother with this particular part of your community. So, so in that sense, you are not, in essence, fulfilling your responsibility to the full. Well, so uh, maybe, yeah. My argument is more like maybe they're okay fulfilling that part of the, their duty, but when they do... Will they do it fairly? Reluctantly, maybe? I mean, there's, there's again, 
and this is why I'm saying our our information is always not 100%, right? We don't we know never these guys, get the full and we picture. don't get, we the, don't full get the full picture. Story. So I, I want to be careful in how I, I frame it. But, but what I'm saying is if you are willing to go as far as speaking about certain people in the manner that they did, you're already showing the level of care that you have for those particular people. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is where I'm getting at, where it's like when it comes to what you represent and what your responsibilities are, you have to be very careful how you express yourself. And again, I know that some people may say, oh, well, they should be free to express how they feel and what have you. Yeah, they are fine. If they're going to do it in the privacy of their own home and not let it influence the work that they're doing or they're charged to do. I mean, anyone can say whatever they want in the privacy of their home and no one's going to find out. But if someone finds out, if once again, if this is, if this is a, a police officer in charge of me, I'm weary. Yeah. I'm very wary of what's, what's their motivation. How are they going to treat me once they find out my last name? Yeah. Right. How are they going to treat my friend who's uh, black when he comes by to visit me? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I and it's obvious through what they're saying that there's a lack of, I don't know. I, I, I mean, the video is pretty clear to me that there's definitely a, a their motivation at times would be motivated by racial but see bias. here and here and I know we're running out of time but but here's my here's my thinking here too what this video does though is it encourages people to now take these feelings and put them under wraps mm. instead of addressing how they feel and until they feel that they're in an echo chamber they're not going to share these particular feelings that they have well they they wouldn't share this publicly. They shared this because they didn't realize, they didn't remember that they were being recorded. They didn't realize well, this thing was going to be downloaded and looked at. Well, well, maybe, but because we know that what was shared wasn't the actual body cam footage. It was somebody recording the footage and shared it, right? Yeah. According to what we picked up on, on the video that we watched, the clip that we saw. So my point is this, though. What I, what I fear in this whole moment that we are in history, in Earth's history, what I fear is that instead of people having open and honest conversations and honestly seeking themselves and saying, you know what, I want to grow and be able to coexist, mm-hmm. that they're just going to go ahead and take this and just put it under the surface again. I don't agree with that. I don't think this video does that. No, 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 no. It's not, it's not even so much the video as I believe that as people are getting in trouble now for speaking their minds and, and their emotions, mm-hmm. that people are going to stop doing that. That's what I'm afraid of. I'm looking at a greater scale, not not thinking specifically just this incident. What I'm saying is instead of people being encouraged, which is what we're doing here on Diversity on the Hill is yeah. encouraging you to address these things, right? And know that, hey, we live in a world that is, especially here in the United States of America, that is a melting pot. And there's people from everywhere and we need to be able to love everyone, especially as Christians, right? right? But what I'm afraid of is that be, just like we talked about the Super Bowl thing, where people are like, oh, I'm afraid to, to make a, a commercial because I may offend somebody. Well, th- what that means then is maybe you have certain positions that may rub people the wrong way. Then address that. This is where I'm talking about being creative and going outside of, of what you understand is your comfort zone. Listen, you're talking about people who want to learn, though. Not everyone wants to learn. I don't. And that's where I'm getting at. Like, like instead of hiding and taking your comments underground again... Mm-hmm. Uh, so what are you saying? Are you wanting people? Okay. 
So are you telling our audience to not hide it? Or like, cause, because I don't really feel like these videos for someone who really wants to learn, like, I don't, like, it's not going to stop me from having a conversation with someone. I hear you. I am. Even if it, even if I don't agree with someone else. Look, we are encouraging unity. Yeah. In uh, our podcast. Mm -hmm. We talk about it every time that you hear it when you hear our ground rules. No, actually, when you read the description yeah. of our podcast. But anyhow, the point is this. I want to encourage our listeners to not be afraid to speak. But when you share, speak res respectfully and be open-minded and, and desirous to learn. And the truth is, if you've heard this far into our episodes, <laughs> that you're here with us in episode 20-something, I'm sure that you are probably the, one of those people who's willing to learn and you're not close-minded and you're not trying to just, you know, take your, your, your comments and, and put them under the, under the rugs, you know, sweep them under the rug. I, you're not trying to take them on the ground. What I'm trying to say is if this is how you feel and you find others who maybe don't feel the same way you do, I encourage you to encourage them to talk about it and share even more patience and grace with those people so they can feel comfortable to, to talk, speak their mind, but also grow because we are about growth. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that's today's topic. Uh, you know, let us know what you think about all these recordings, man. A lot of people being recorded saying saying some interesting things. Cameras are always readily available. So be careful. But it, it's OK. I'm I'm actually fine with that because we get to learn about people. And I, it's with, before cameras, people didn't realize that a lot of this speech was still being had, mm -hmm. but not being brought to light. And I actually like it because it brings to light really the problems that we still need to address and fix. Because mm -hmm. without these people would be like, uh, no one's saying that no one talks like that anymore. This doesn't happen. If it does, it's only here and, and, and the policemen are trained and sure it's just a few but we're finding more and more and, and I, I still don't I still believe the majority of our you know law enforcement are wonderful people and yep. I and I appreciate what they do mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but we also need to make sure that we're held accountable that we realize that you know there are other people going through things that we maybe don't know and you know there are still things happening in the dark and really the only really the only way is for Jesus to bring things into the light and to give our lives to him. Cause I'm, I'm sure that there are many dark recesses of my life that if I were to, uh, <laughs> that if the Lord were to shine light on them, you know, people would be horrified and we just need to surrender to Christ. And that's the first step. Yeah. And so. again, we want to hear from you, diversity in the hill at gmail.com. But we want to uh, encourage you to look at people through the lens or the eyes of God. No matter where you are, no matter what you do, this is really the bottom line of this. Don't be afraid. We all have things we have to work on. Yeah. Nobody who's walking on this earth is perfect or sinless as much as they want to think that they might be. So the idea is this. Be respectful. Be loving. Be a light. <laughs> all right. Let's have a word of prayer, ladies and gentlemen. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we uh, love you. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for creating us. Yes. Lord, we apologize for the times that we have failed you one way or the other. And Lord, you know, we've talked about some, some tough things today. And 
we want to lift up this world to you. Huh? We want to lift up our church to you, Lord, that we can be a people that bring healing, a people that point people to their creator, their loving God, who's full of mercy and grace and who will change their lives. Lord, give us eyes to see others as you see them. Amen. Um, and may we every day give our life to you personally and, and walk with you. Yes. Thank you for all that you do for us. And we pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Grace and peace to you all. This is PJ and I'm out. PK here. Many blessings till next time.